At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Silver and black today, the home stretch here on this edition of our Odyssey original podcast where we talk nothing but Las Vegas Raiders football. My co-host is my friend Mo Moten. He is the national NFL writer for Bleacher Report, also the Raiders columnist up on sportsnot.com. Make sure you read all his stuff. Not only that, but share it with everyone you know uh, and let them know what a gifted writer he is. You can follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. He's also single, ladies. So, oh, stop. Uh, so be be ready for that. We'll we'll get into that this it, summer. We're gonna we're gonna get some uh, we're gonna get some fun uh, with getting Mo out there and uh, getting his sushi date and all that kind of stuff. If you listen to the show, you know what that means. I think there's some people <laughs> out there who will be highly upset that you put that out there, Scott. By the way, some women I, out there. Oh, and, and you can follow me on Twitter, too, LV Gully. Uh, you could also check out some of the work I do on the Raiders on SportsNot.com as well, as addition, in addition to the show. Mo, I have to say this, too. I don't know if you've noticed, over the last two weeks, we, well, I shouldn't say last two weeks, last month, and it's interesting because usually, like when I talk to the network, our guys at Odyssey, because uh, we continue to be third overall in the podcast standings for NFL teams behind the Eagles and the Cowboys podcast, both teams still alive in the playoffs, by the way. Um, and, and it's, and they're, they're always like, it's unbelievable. You guys are keeping these numbers up when the Raiders didn't win this year. And I said, well, that's cause you don't know Raider nation. You don't know how hardcore they are. Even when they're miserable, they want to talk Raiders. And so it makes sense to us. Cause we, we know you guys. Um, but, but also go ahead. And quick shout out to the people, because we get emails all the time, people who say, you know, I listen to you guys while I'm on my elite work shift. Yeah. Our guy, our guy, Rock Raider 585, when he's doing his thing, he's like, you guys get me through the workday. So 
Yeah. We appreciate all of that because you're keeping our numbers high. And as you, as Scott said, whether the Raiders are 17 or going to be 17 and 0 or 0 and 17, you're interested in hearing about your Raiders, and we appreciate that. Absolutely, never stop talking about the Raiders. That's why I love the fan base. Uh, but I was going to get so so we've grown a lot more even in the last month, which is you know I was always concerned. Okay, get towards the end of the season, people start to lose interest, but not in Raider Nation. It's actually increased. So we're getting a lot of new listeners. Those new listeners are finding us on social media. And I've seen like, I'm not going to exaggerate and say it was 10. It was more maybe like three or four. But I've seen a bunch of them say, hey, because we've been putting more video up in social media too, right? On TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. And um, a lot of people say, Mo, I'm I, I'm surprised. It's the first time I heard your voice. I'm surprised by your voice. Why are they surprised by your voice? What are they expecting? Are they expecting Barry White? I mean, what are they expecting? Like to be really deep, to be higher? I and I keep asking every once in a while. A couple of them tweeted at you, and I'm like, what did you expect them to sound like? And they don't answer. So here's the story with my voice. If anyone, and I'm sure there are people out there who've talked to me in person, my voice sounds different on air than it does in person. Really? So. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and you can ask anyone, you can ask anyone out there who's met me before in person and talked to me face to face. My voice doesn't sound the same in person. So what you're what you're hearing now is not <laughs> what you should expect when you meet me on these sushi dates. So let's just well, put yeah. that out there. <laughs> you're gonna sound like James uh, James Earl Jones, by the way, who you, just celebrated I, a birthday. It, it's weird. It's really I cool, Scott. Am it's Mo Moten. <laughs> It's really weird. My voice doesn't carry as well once I'm on the airwaves. Interesting. And I don't, I don't know why that is. Mm. But I, again, I'll just say that I sound different in person. If if I ever meet up with you, Raider Nation, if we're at, if I'm at a game, <laughs> if you're on the East Coast, if you're in New York City, you want to know the best place to eat, get good pizza. Let me know, and Sushi I'll let you date. be the judge. Do I do I sound the same on air as I do in person? I'm sure you yeah. would agree that I that I don't. No, and and you know what it does, um, it change, you, you, it changes. It could be, it could be your mic settings too, but I'm not there to adjust them for you. Uh, we could get you deeper, <laughs> but but I, I get the same things too sometimes because people will be like, man, I hear you on the on the podcast and you have that radio voice, and I'm like, I don't really have a radio voice. I kind of just speak in my regular voice. But then when I'm at work all day or I'm talking to the family, my voice, it just sounds different. And even my kids will say, you sound is that you sound different. So, so I, I think that's natural too when you hear somebody. Now, there's some guys who have those booming voices and like they can be on the air or off there and it's just like nonstop, right? But I just thought it was funny because I'm like, what are you expecting? Now, it, it, I didn't, I wanted some feedback from them like, well, I expected it to be deeper. I expected it to be higher. I expected it to be this or I expected it to be that. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get an answer from anybody. So it's a mystery we will never know until people tell us. So yeah. anyway, but, but it's cool though because, they're they're tuning in more, they're watching more, they're listening more, and I'm just incredibly humbled by that, and I appreciate it all. It's interesting because you know what? I know we do this show two, three times a week together, but we've been working together for how long now? Five years. Yeah. So if you've been following me, if you've heard me on other stations, you would yeah. know, kind of, you have an idea of what my voice sounds like. Yeah. So I, I just find it interesting that people are now just discovering my voice and like, <laughs> I didn't expect you to sound like that. Like, I don't know what things, but yeah. to your point, to the point though, maybe it's my Twitter profile picture because I look kind of mean. Mean mug. The, the Not anymore. You that, just changed it for the first I time just, in like two years. 
I know. I just changed it for the first time, like forever. <laughs> but in my first black and white photo, yeah, I look kind of mean. And Pete, I like and, that. <laughs> One of one of the YouTube one of the content creators out there, Corey, who's pretty funny and does voiceovers. Yes, for I love games, Corey. He he said I had he said I had the look of a of an old retired linebacker. So I guess people <laughs> expected me to sound like an old retired linebacker. Maybe they yeah. thought I would sound like you know Patrick Willis or Kirk Morrison. I don't know because some people yeah. say I look like Kirk Morrison. I don't know what they expected, but it is I thought it I thought it looked like a. I mean, I used to work in boxing. I thought it looked like a boxing poster. Like, you know, that black and white, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Moten versus uh, Mayweather <laughs> for the championship of the world. MGM Grand tonight. Anyway, so so I just thought that was funny. But I, I mean, we have such good listeners uh, and viewers and the interactions we have with them are, are great. You know, we we get people who come crazy at us, too. And that's cool. It doesn't matter. But but the the the, the folks who've been around for a long time and you're right, we've worked together for a long time. When I was on Raider Nation Radio, you'd come on once a week, and then you were on once a week with Clay, and then later with Q uh, as well. So, so it's funny because a lot of people who listen to all the different shows of, about Raider football don't realize that Q, that Q and I used to do a daily show together uh, on Raider Nation Radio, um, and then you were on those shows all the time, and and you've been on Evan's show, of course, Evan grew up from Just Pod Baby, uh, and and you had your own podcast back in the day. Now. You're a big shot. Your voice is so good that the Bleach Reports having you do all these live videos. Next thing you know, he's going to be on like Amazon Prime Thursday nights next to he's going to be stroking the beard of uh, Fitzmagic. You know, I mean, he's going to be everywhere. So just just stay tight. And it's all because of the Golden Pipes. I, I will say that growing up, I never thought that I'd be speaking for a living. Not uh, that it was something that I shied away from, but. You know, I even got that when I was younger. People will say, well, I didn't expect you to sound like that. And I guess it was more of a, it was more of a, how should I phrase this? It was kind of like, you look a certain way, but I didn't expect you to sound like the way <laughs> my voice didn't match my look. Because I had kind of uh, the urban look, kind of like how you see now. Yeah. You know, hat, wore a lot of urban wear. And then when sure. people heard me speak, they would say, well, you know. I didn't expect you to sound like that. Now, sometimes I took that as a slight because I expected sure. they probably expected me to sound, you know, street. But yes, I understand. You know, I had I, I had my I had my regular work voice, my professional voice on. So like I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and and that's the thing too. People jump to conclusions based on a lot of different parameters. Whether yep. it's yeah, it's your attire, whether it's the neighborhood you're in, whether it's the color of your mm -hmm. skin, they're going to make a, a, just judgments based on that. Without even knowing, and then Mo starts popping off reason, and they're like, "Whoa, he sounds it, it, smart. He sounds it, different than I thought." Uh, you know what? It what? I yeah. I that's why I asked those questions, not because I was trying to get argumentative with anybody. I was just curious to like, <laughs> what did you make? Because I remember. So one of my favorite, and I'm I'm devolving here into a baseball story. Sorry, guys, but <laughs> one of my favorite baseball players of all time is one of the guys that you, when you hear his voice, you're like, oh my God, I never would have thought this voice was with him. And so that's what I was wondering if there's a case, because that was Tony Gwynn. Like you hear Tony Gwynn talk, and it was like, you see Tony Gwynn on the ball field, he's kind of a big dude, this and that. And then he talks, and he's got this very kind of unique, distinctive voice that doesn't sound like anybody else's voice. Forget about what you thought it was going to sound like. It just sounds completely different from anything. And so, so I get that, you know, and, and that's how people are. I mean, they look at you and they size you up with the eyes and then they hear it and it's like, whoa, it's different. I mean, look at Mike Tyson. 
Did you expect Mike Tyson to sound like how he sounds? Never. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I never did. Yeah, never, never, <laughs> never did. And 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 with with that voice, you can see why he beat the crap out of people all the time. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're gonna get back to football now. We have some questions. So as part of this, we're gonna bring in our mailbag questions. You can also mail us questions at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Mail at silverandblacktoday.com. We love the longer emails, but we're only gonna read so much. So try to keep it pithy, get to your question, or if you have a great comment or a point you wanna make. You can do that as well. Also, if you were surprised by what Mo sounds like the first time you heard him, <laughs> tell us why. Okay, this is from our good buddy uh, jo uh, uh, Jay in St. Louis, Jay Ford. He says, hey, Mo and Scott, just listened to the Kelsey Brothers podcast, and they had Gronk on, and I just talked about this, actually, and he confirmed that he was going to go to Las Vegas in 2020. He also implied that he may not be done. My question, if Brady goes to Las Vegas, do you think, think Gronk will come with him? And would you then keep Waller and have a Hernandez Gronk 2.0, which is something Brady likes the two tight end sets? Good question from Jay in St. Louis. Mo, uh, who knows if Brady comes, if he does come, who knows if Gronk comes? It sounds like they're kind of hinting at it again, this this Frankenstein couple. Uh, they're like, hey, we'll come in and join it. It reminds me of the LeBron James stuff when he was moving around teams. Um, if 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 Brady were to go to the Raiders and Gronk says, yeah, I want to play again, um, can you see those guys coexisting with Darren Waller? Absolutely can. I mean, if you look at this year, Foster Moreau had a lot of snaps. Even when yep. after Darren Waller came back, there were a lot of uh, two tight end sets out there. So. I could see Gronk coming along. I mean, how could you say no? Even at his age and his last playing year, Gronk was a pretty good pass-blocking tight end. He could still catch the ball, of course, still a great red zone threat. And as we know, the Reds have struggled in the red zone. Why would you want not that? Why would you not want that big target on the field mm -hmm. opposite or along with Darren Wallace? So I think it could work if Gronk wants to come out of retirement and they're a package deal. I say why not? Because he's not going to cost you a lie at his age. Yeah, no question. Uh, and I think, too, I think with that, again, it's about winning. If Tom Brady's comfortable with Gronk, now, and then I can only imagine the stories and the paparazzi following Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady, both bachelors living in Las Vegas. Holy moly. I mean, they might make a reality show out of it because that's how crazy it would be, right, uh, to have those two guys in Vegas. Uh, but but that that whole point about the two tight end sets, too, and, and you talked about uh, Foster Moreau playing a lot more. Uh, Rob Gronkowski still in great shape. Uh, he, when he came back to the Buccaneers that first time, um, he was a little underweight, quickly got up to speed fast, and didn't seem to lose a step at all. Uh, and so if you were to do that, that's an opportunity, I think, again, to win now – but still get those younger players in the in the background and do that. Does does Rob Gronkowski instantly take this team, not having seen him play now since he's been retired again and doing commercials everywhere? Um, does that just add just a a complete – I mean, does it become a super team on offense? I wouldn't say a super team, but I think it would put him in the top – should put him in the top five, assuming – you know, everyone's healthy and Josh Jacobs is back. I, I think it would put him in the top five simply because no Gronk is not going to catch 75 balls and, and have over a thousand yards receiving. But as I just mentioned, he'll give you that inline tight end who can block and seal for the outside runs. And he could still be a pretty good red zone target. Once you can decide the 20 Tom Brady throws it up to Gronk more times than not, you have a touchdown. So 
Yeah. I think it could work and they could be a top five offense with that crew together. There you go. All right. Thanks, Jay, again in St. Louis, a Raider fan in St. Louis. There you go. You never know. All right. We're going to go on to our next email. This is from Tom, a.k.a. T3. That's uh, Tom Jones. He says, hey, uh, Scott Moe, during free agency, the Raiders need to bring in a quality safety linebacker and interior defensive lineman. Now, I think they can do some of that in the draft, too. But nonetheless, if they are available and can be worked on, how do you feel about Jesse Bates III, Tremaine Edwards, and Deron Payne? Mo, those three names, what do you think? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I actually think of those three names, I think Jesse Bates is probably the most likely that will hit the free agent market. Simply because I say this every year, and not to put, not to rain on your parade, <laughs> but Raiders fans will circle and, and fans across, not just Raider fans, but fans across all NFL fan bases will circle. We need to get this player, this player, that player. And when it comes down to it, two, you know, two days before free agency, you find out, well, this player's been franchise tagged, this player signed a new deal. So I think there's already talks that the Washington Commanders want to keep Deron Payne and yeah. Jonathan Allen together. That's their dynamic doing on the defensive line, along with Montez Sweat and Chase Young. They want to keep their D-line together, and it would make sense for them to franchise tag him. Tremaine Edmonds is the centerpiece of that Bills defense. I could see them coming to agreement with a new deal with him. Yeah, Jesse Bates has been wanting a new deal for years now, and the Bengals basically drafted his replacement yeah. this past year, or yes, last year. So I could see them letting Jesse Bates hit the market. I would love for the Raiders to get a guy like Jesse Bates because, and I said this on a previous show, the Raiders were last in, I believe, takeaways. We yes. had 13 takeaways. Fewest interceptions. He can he can take the ball away and get that offense more possession. So if Jesse Bates, assuming that he hits the market, and I think he will, I think the Raiders should go after him. All right. Tom's got a couple other questions in here. And I agree, Jesse Bates, the Bengals uh, and, and their cheapness are coming up. And they're also thinking they have... <laughs> They're going to have to give a new contract to Joe Burrow, to Jamar yep. Chase, some other guys as well, uh, and they still need to bolster their offensive line. So there you go. He also asked, so a couple of questions. He asked about uh, that Isaiah win again with the Patriots, if he'd be available for a trade. It didn't happen last year. Um, can he stay healthy? He also asked about Ben Powers of the Ravens, uh, and I just wanted to go on the record and tell us that he does not believe – that even with an improved uh, line, that Tom Brady is the answer. Father Time has more power. I believe 15 to $20 million range the Raiders could shell out. That's if Brady were to decide uh, not worth it. So there you go. So what do you think of Powers and Isaiah? Isaiah Wynn has been rumored to be traded for the last two seasons, pretty much. 
Um, Mo, what about those guys? Trades are always hard to figure because you just, I mean, offensive linemen in particularly, you just don't see them traded that often. Uh, it happens, but not very often because when you find a good rotate or a good uh, offensive line and you have a unit like that, you tend not to want to break it up. Absolutely. So offensive linemen, quality tackles usually don't hit the market. I know he mentioned Isaiah Wynn, injury-prone tackle, but if you get him along with the rookie, you know, that's a good combination to have just in case he does get hurt. I mentioned Kelvin Beecham recently, Mm -hmm. pretty solid right tackle, I believe. So there are some options out there that they can upgrade with. I think if they want a, a massive upgrade that they draft early at the position, maybe a Paris, maybe a Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State, or they pull off of a pull off a trade because again high-end tackles aren't just falling off of trees and landing on the market but i will say he did mention he did mention ben powers and i think ben you powers. can get a quality you can get a quality guard because sometimes those guys do hit the market i remember joe tooney not too long ago signed yeah. by the chiefs upgrade to help them upgrade their offensive line and speaking of the chiefs i know this is a raider podcast but there are people out there that say well the raiders can't upgrade their offensive line and went off season why the heck not? The Chiefs did it. Sure, they can. Do you remember what happened to Patrick Mahomes when the Tampa Buccaneers, who, by the way, Tom Brady was on that Buccaneers team, yeah. that rattled Patrick Mahomes? What did the Chiefs do the following year? They completely went all in on their offensive line. Traded yeah. for Orlando Browns, signed Joe Tooney, Creed yeah. Humphrey, their center, they drafted in the second round. If you have a good scouting department and a good and basically a good personnel department that knows how to identify talent, mm-hmm. you can change an offensive line. You can change a defense within an offseason. It's the fact that a lot of Ray fans don't have faith in this organization because of what's happened with previous franchises and the Correct. holes that Dave Ziegler didn't fill this past offseason. So I get the skepticism because we talked about some of the holes that the Raiders still have now that yeah. they had last year. So yeah. I get the skepticism, but you can, if you put some, if you invest draft capital and cap space, you can flip a, a mediocre defense or offensive line into a good one. Yeah, and I think the whole we've been, you know, it's been 20 years and we've sucked. I, I get that. But again, this is a new regime and they've had one season. I don't think you have enough data. Yes, it was disappointing. And yes, some moves didn't work out as anticipated, Chandler Jones um, and others. But but I just think I get it. Raider Nation's just tired of losing. So I, I get the fatigue. I get the fatigue there. You mentioned, and I mentioned too before, Orlando Brown Jr. Um, is he going to stay with the Chiefs? Do you think they're going to let him go? or And is that a guy, I know he plays on the other side, but you could move him to right side, right? And, and put him at right tackle if he is a free agent and they can go get him? Here's a lowdown with Orlando Brown, why I don't mention him as a Raiders target. It's because... And I think the Chiefs are going to bring him back because mm-hmm. why would you put Patrick Mahomes in harm's way, right? <laughs> unless you're going to, unless you're going to draft a, a tackle in the first round. But let's right. say he does hit the market. I think a team that's looking for a left tackle is a better fit for him because mm-hmm. part of the reason he left Baltimore, went out of Baltimore, is because he wanted to play left tackle like his dad who yes. played in the league. So he went to a team that was going to use him at the left tackle spot. So if the Raiders are going to sign Lando Brown, He's gonna he would want to play that tackle, which means you have to move Colton Miller to the right side. So there will be some shuffling going on if they were to go that route. But I actually think the Chiefs either keep him. I'm I'm pretty I'm not pretty sure, but I think the Chiefs keep him because again you you want to keep Patrick Mahomes upright and healthy. But again, if they let him go and go draft the tackle in the first round, the Raiders are interested in him. Just know that he's gonna want to play left left tackle, which means Colton Miller is gonna have to move to the right side. Does Mike McGlinchey hit the market or is San Francisco going to tag him? 
I think he hits the market simply because he had a down year last year. I believe he's he's probably looked at as a mediocre right tackle. I believe he's underachieved based on I know he's a Notre Dame guy, so he's on your oh, radar. No, no. But no, that yeah, of course. But uh but um he he kind of dipped off. He had a he had a bad 2021 season. And I think there's a possibility that the 49ers let him hit the market and, and he may see what he can get. Now, mm-hmm. if a team is willing to overpay for him, he's probably gone. But if he finds out that his market isn't as strong, then I could see him back in San Francisco. There you go. So there's a lot of names. And I think a lot of the guys, because I think fans go and they look up on the websites who's going to be a free agent and they don't understand the dynamics of some of the teams. Uh, and you talked about Orlando Brown for it was just a great example of not wanting to switch over. That's why I asked the questions about would he switch to right? He doesn't want to. Um, and so, yeah. And so, so you look at a lot of these free agents and they might seem like good fits for the Raiders in some ways, but in other ways they're not. And so, and, and then their teams, a lot of them are, are willing to sign them again, offensive linemen difficult. That's why drafting them is so important. Uh, the Alex Leatherwood miss. And other misses, that's why it hurts so bad. Because when you get the opportunity to draft a tackle in the first round, man, you need them to deliver. Because if they do, then that's the kind of guy you could be there for 10 years. So, And I just want to say to that email, because I know a lot of people are going to talk about De'Ron Payne. He would be absolutely fantastic for the Raiders. If if there's one free agent that I would want on the defensive side of the ball, it would be (laughs) De'Ron Payne. But I'm telling you right now, don't get your hopes up, because I really honestly believe I'm probably 75% sure on this. They're going to franchise tag him. And if they don't franchise tag him, it's because they've worked out a long-term deal with him, because I don't see them letting him go. He's just coming off his best season. A more realistic option at the defensive tackle position for the Raiders, Javon Hargrave, who's going to be, I believe, he's going to be 30, I believe. Philly may want to go young with that defensive line. They did draft Jordan Davis this past season. So they may go young, and he may hit the market, even though he's coming off of a monster year. I could see them saying, look, let's pay Jalen Hurts, let's pay some other guys, and let a 30-year-old defensive tackle hit the market. Yeah, and and, and Hargrave, actually, even at his age – um, continues to play at such a high level. I mean, he's defying yeah. age in some ways. And so you got to hope that uh, there's not a downside next year. If he's available, he'd be a great pickup for the Raiders. Uh, great questions uh, again, as always. Mo, I want to close the show today with um, just a look at the playoffs. Um, we talked about it a little bit uh, on Tuesday uh, over, over Sunday night's game and then Monday night's game. But when you look at this and you look at how the playoffs are going now, we see the Bengals are going up to play the Bills. I think the Bills win that game. I'm pretty sure the Bengals are just so banged up and um, not playing their best football. The Bills aren't either on offense, but I just think the home game will matter there. And then the Chiefs-Jaguars, I think the the, the clock strikes midnight and the, the carriage turns to a pumpkin for, for Trevor Lawrence. Um, and you look at the other side on the NFC, but but what, do you, what are you learning from what you're covering in the playoffs about construction of teams that the Raiders and Raider fans can learn about being in that top echelon uh, in either conference. I write this a lot in my columns, right? I say this all the time. The mark of a playoff team is a team that can win in multiple ways. It's not a team that's solely dependent on its quarterback, like the Buccaneers were dependent on Tom Brady this year. It's not a team that's solely dependent on defense, even though people like to say defense wins championships, defense wins championships. Yes, it makes it easier for your quarterback, but you got to be able to score points in this league. Mm-hmm. And the other component, and I think it's not talked about enough, is coaching. You have to have the right coach. And that's where my concern lies with the Reds, because I've said this multiple times. I don't know if Josh McDaniels is a quality head coach, quality NFL head coach. He may just be a coordinator. And if he is, 
It doesn't matter who you bring in there. The Raiders are not going to live up or play up to their full potential if he is not an NFL caliber starting NFL caliber head coach. Right. So you gotta you gotta have the coach that marries with the players that marries with the system, and you see that with these teams. You see the way Trevor Lawrence popped with when Doug Peterson walked in the door, and how he looked under Urban Meyer in that disaster. You see <laughs> Daniel Jones, ah, he's popped under Brian Dable, who I've wanted the Raiders to interview, and they didn't. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you see the 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 maturation process, the 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 progression of those quarterbacks, those young quarterbacks, once those head coaches came in. You understand how important coaching is as far as bringing along a quarterback because regardless of what the Raiders do at the quarterback position, whether they get Tom Brady or not, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, they're going to get a young quarterback. And that young quarterback is going to have to be in the correct system that helps accentuate his strengths. Now, can can that be with Josh McDaniels in place? Mm -hmm. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. But as I said, with the Raiders, even if they get the quarterback position right, they want to be a perennial playoff contender. They have to be able to beat teams in multiple ways. Their defense has to get better. I know the Derek Carr supporters are going to hammer this, and they're going to be clapping for this statement, but the Raiders, <laughs> finally, they have to get their defense right. Yes, they do. 20, no 20th, 20th scoring or worse in the past how long? Ever? Your defense, At least get the defense to top 12. That's all yeah. I ask. If the Raiders can get their defense to top 12, and they have even a decent offense, they give themselves a chance. But the defense stinks as it has for the past you know, two decades for the most mm-hmm. part. They're only going to go but so far. So you need the quarterback. Your head coach needs to be a head coach that can not only call plays, but get it, but leader of, a leader of men. And your defense has to get much, much better. Absolutely. Well said. And we will dive into uh, a real deep, uh, deep dive on Josh McDaniels and and what we saw in 2022. And also we'll compare it to a little bit. We'll go back in the time machine to Denver <laughs> to his first stint and compare a little bit of that. We got to do that as a postseason uh, a breakdown. We have to, right? We have to go through it and talk about, because we've been talking about how we're uncertain and there's no question. He is probably the coach on the hottest seat going into the season. I really believe that maybe, maybe that's tempered, a little bit because he's buddies with Ziegler, but not very much. So I, I would argue that he is the, the, going to go in game one, hot seat. And and if he starts off 0-3 or 1-3, it's going to get a lot hotter and they might pre, they might push the eject button. Just, and it depends as well. If they if they get, depending what they do at quarterback, um, you're going to need that coach to develop that quarterback and you can't. You can't get it wrong. So if he's not the right right guy, you have to, to hit the, the eject button quickly. I mean, there's no question. And to the point, Scott, do you think if Brock Purdy is playing with the New England Patriots and and Matt Patricia calling the plays, do you think Brock Purdy looks the way he does right now? No, no, no. So it it you have to have the right guys. You got to have the right coaches in place yep. to get those guys to play at a high level. Yes. Uh, also, a reminder: tomorrow we'll have a special show. It's going to be audio only. Uh, interview with Lee Steinberg about the Raiders' quarterback situation, about the market for Derek Carr. Can the Raiders get any? thing in return for him i don't think so but we'll ask a guy who deals he's an agent after all so he knows that as well uh we'll also be back next week with our full slate of podcasts make sure you subscribe to the podcast also a shout out to our listeners on 98.5 the fan in las vegas we appreciate you guys listening to us on a sunday morning as we always do on the show as well as 11:40 the bet mo we're out of here man we will talk to you next time as always it's a pleasure 
All right. For Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll see you up on YouTube as well. Take care, everybody. For our producer, David Stepanian and Mo, I am Scott Colbranson. Talk to you later, guys.